0: Welcome back to Our Maryland's Politics and Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany. We're joined on the podcast today by Kelly Dietrich, most recently known as the founder of the National Democratic Training Committee, a group dedicated to training candidates to run for office. Kelly has spent 18 years in democratic politics, working campaigns all across the country at every level of government, particularly focusing on new campaign creation and strategy, After getting his start on a congressional campaign in Kansas in 1997, Kelly went on to work for and advise dozens of candidates for U.S. Senate, House, governor, mayor, and more. He has worked as a founding partner for a national political consulting firm with offices across the country and teaches at DePaul University with a course centered around the inner workings of campaigns. Our Maryland is glad to have him on this episode of Politics and Policy to tell us more about his latest endeavor, the National Democratic Training Committee. So, Kelly, just to get us started, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the work that the National Democratic Training Committee is doing?
1: Absolutely. Uh, The NDTC, National Democratic Training Committee, is a handful to say, (laughs) uh, a mouthful to say, Uh, we offer free online training. For any Democrat and progressive who is running for office or thinking about running for office. Uh, We've got a series of online trainings that are designed to be interactive. They're designed to be, um, you can learn the, you can learn the big theory behind things, but you need something tangible, right? You you have limited time, money, and people. So if you're gonna be running for city council, for school board, right? You can take our course on how to build a field plan and we can figure out how to project how many votes you need to win in about 45 minutes. And we walk you all the way through it. It's short videos, it's quizzes, it's reading. But at the end, there's a a worksheet for you to figure it out yourself. Um, The idea behind all of this is that local candidates, these are part-time positions. They've got families, they've got careers. Um, In-person trainings are amazing. But if you don't get invited, if you can't take time off of work, if you can't afford to go, what are the alternatives? Right. right? So with this, you can come home from work, you can have dinner with the family, put your kids to sleep if you have them, and then get on the computer at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, take one of the lessons and start building a campaign plan that measures, tracks your goals that you need to win.
0: And those are really important considerations and resources. Absolutely. So along those lines, um, our audience actually includes a lot of doers, um, people who want to make social and economic progress happen. Um, They're good people with good ideas, so they're always looking for advice on what works. So what have you learned in the process of launching your organization that would be beneficial for a young social entrepreneur listening to the podcast?
1: (laughs) Uh, I would say that... uh, don't give up. You just have to push forward. Um, starting any new entity. I, I started this in January of 2016. Um, it was almost a year before we really took off. Uh, right after the election, things exploded. People are fearful. They're uh, angry. They're looking for an outlet to, to do something. And we happen to fit a very good Niche uh, for people to run for office, um, but when you're starting out, oftentimes, you know, I work from coffee shops <laughs> alone uh, putting together projects. You've just got to do the work. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Have a pl- it's just like we teach our candidates: have a plan, track it, adapt it. Know what you have to to accomplish.
0: Yeah, and as you mentioned, it's an incredibly important time. I mean, it always is, but especially now to be running for office, and actually at the Our Maryland Politics and Policy Summit, several speakers spoke to the importance of fielding candidates for all races up and down ballots, Um, the message that a good candidate in a tough race has a good shot in the current environment, and also an important role to play for up ballot races. And it really sounds like that's the platform that your organization is designed around, those candidates that pundits might dismiss as second or third tier candidates.
1: Uh, 100%. I mean, there are... There are more than half a million locally elected offices below state rep in this country. Ninety-plus percent of them have budgets of less than $2,500. I mean, these are not full-time candidates. When, When people think about elections, they think about presidential and they think about congressional. But a vast, vast majority of them are not. They're people who are in their community. They're committed to making a difference. And, you know, they're doing this as a public service, legitimately. Uh, how do we empower those people? How do we get more people to do that? That's what we're trying to trying to do, trying to accomplish. And quite frankly, look, our, our theory of change is that, yes, we're going to elect more people to office that's going to make better policy. We're going to build a deeper bench for the future with, with these candidates, uh, but also... You know, whether it's uh, Maryland or Missouri or Georgia or California, there are areas where the partisanship doesn't lend itself to progressive candidates, right? And there are down-ballot offices like city council, school board, judge, where no one's paying, putting resources into those, right? State party, everyone thinks the state party should be doing it, but the state party is making decisions, you know, they're expected to do seven-figure jobs on six-figure if they're lucky, Budgets. They can't do it. Uh, you know, they do the best they can. I'm a, I'm a party guy, um, but we need to be empowering these people at the local level who are going to be out knocking on doors. Who are going to be out there anyway? And if, if they do two, three points better on average because we've given them a little bit of training, imagine how that scales. You know, if in a state like Missouri, my, my home state, right, Claire McCaskill's up, thousands of local elected. Uh, offices are up and people running for them, and they're going to be knocking on doors in these areas where we're not spending money with ad blitzes and mailing, et cetera, et cetera. But if you do two, three points better in, in every area you weren't targeting, what does that do up and down the ballot? Claire McCaskill's race gets a little bit easier.
0: Absolutely. There, right?
1: Which has big implications all over the place.
0: And so with the work that the NDTC has been doing so far, what's kind of been the reaction?
1: Uh, it's been incredibly positive so far. Uh, we are all about, like we don't endorse candidates, we don't take stances on issues. If you're willing to run, we're willing to help. And uh, I liken it to the college professor, like we can teach you how to write the paper, we can't write the paper for you. So we can show you how to build a campaign plan, but we can't write the campaign plan for you, Sure. right? Um, Because we are specifically collaborative, not competitive, there are a lot of fantastic training organizations out there, Um, whether that's Emerge, Run for Something, Emily's List. They do great work, and we work with all of them uh, on making certain we can train as many candidates as possible. Everybody's been incredibly receptive. 49 out of 50 state parties are partnering with us. The last one who I don't want to call out anywhere uh, is simply because they just had some leadership change recently and we couldn't get the partnership set before that leadership change took over. So I'm thrilled. I mean, almost 11,000 people have signed up in less than a year. It's great.
0: Wow. So it sounds like you've had a lot of initial outstanding success. Uh, So what's going to be next for the NDTC?
1: Uh, We set some big goals for 18. So uh, we're looking to train 50,000 people. Next year, we are uh, looking to host trainings in all 50 states next year, something I don't think any other organization has ever done. And these will be completely free. Everything we do is free. Uh, And then finally, um, we are branching out and starting to build content and resources for local and county party leaders. How do you build infrastructure in non-electoral years? right? And, and how can that infrastructure benefit people down the uh, down the line?
0: Absolutely. That all sounds great. So how can progressives who are wanting to learn more about your work get more information?
1: Uh, very easily. Come to traindemocrats.org. Uh, you can sign up. You click the little Get Trained button. All you got to do is enter. Give us your email address, your name, and zip code, uh, and and you're in. It's free access for anyone who wants to, to run for office as a progressive, as a Democrat. Um and check out what we have to offer.
0: Yeah, perfect. We certainly encourage our listeners to go ahead and get some more information from you all. And thank you again, Kelly, for joining us today.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate the time. You can join us
0: again in two weeks for another episode of Our Maryland's Politics and Policy Podcast. But in the meantime, you can also keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and on our website at ourmaryland.us.